0: This is Illinois Focus, powered by TheCenterSquare.com. I'm Greg Bishop. Coming up, we'll review the week's top stories about the governor's state of the state and budget address, some legislation advancing at the Illinois State House, and more. We'll also get commentary from the Center Square publisher, Chris Krug, and executive editor, Dan McCaleb, about the governor's proposed spending plan and the economic impacts of the state's continued population decline. That's ahead with Illinois Focus, powered by TheCenterSquare.com. I'm Greg Bishop. Hi, this is
1: Chris Krug, published Publisher of the Center Square. Our team produces the nationally read and recognized news stories at the the country's fastest growing, nonprofit, nonpartisan, state-focused news and information site. We deliver essential Illinois news and information with a taxpayer's sensibility through reporting that's easy to understand and easy to share with your friends and family. Get the news that you need to know at thecentersquare.com. That's
0: thecentersquare.com, thecentersquare.com. This is Illinois in Focus, powered by TheCenterSquare.com. I'm Greg Bishop. Here are some of the top stories from the past week. Proposing a spending plan for the coming fiscal year higher than what he proposed for the current year, Governor J.B. Pritzker laid out his budget priorities on Groundhog Day. Wednesday's speech was held in the old state capitol in Springfield amid a snowstorm. Pritzker offered a spending plan of $45 billion and state funds nearly $4 billion more than he proposed for the current fiscal year. Despite increasing spending, the election year plan includes a gas tax holiday, a freeze in grocery taxes, and property tax rebates. He also proposes giving $500 million more than required to the state's pensions for a total of more than $10 billion.
2: There's more work to do, but pension payments as a percentage of our budget have finally flattened and are projected to decline. Great news for pensioners and taxpayers alike.
0: Illinois Policy Institute's Adam Schuster said amending the Constitution's pension protection clause is the only sustainable option to offset the state's $140 billion in pension debt while still preserving earned benefits for retirees. And that's the only reform that will ultimately solve the pension crisis. These, these pension buyouts and these small supplements uh, in one year just aren't going to do it. One of the big items the governor neglected to address in his state of the state and budget address Wednesday is the state's $4.5 billion in unemployment debt.
2: The bill backlog that at its height reached nearly $17 billion and the $1.5 billion borrowed from the state treasury have now been paid down. I believe in paying our debts.
0: Pritzker laid out a plan to pay more than required for pensions, infuse hundreds of millions of dollars into the state's depleted rainy day fund and increase spending elsewhere. Not mentioned is how to deal with that unemployment trust fund debt. Comptroller Susana Mendoza,
2: I'd like to be paid back as in yesterday because I hate paying uh, interest payments. And the sooner we can stop paying interest payments um, and just get the job done here, the better for Illinois.
0: Illinois Manufacturers Association President Mark Densler said there are ongoing negotiations. While I couldn't give details, he said one thing has been made clear. The business community has called for using federal dollars uh, for a long time now. 38 states across the country have done that. Illinois is one of only 10 states, I believe, that still have an unemployment insurance debt. If not addressed, taxes would increase on employers and benefits would decrease for the unemployed. The meter is also running on owed interest. I believe that uh, the interest could amount to about $100 million um, over the course of 2022 if we don't get something resolved. The negotiated bill process continues between business and labor groups, legislators, and the governor, with a plan expected before the end of session, April 8th. Illinois legislative leaders from both sides of the aisle have different takes on the governor's spending plan. The proposed budget spends nearly $4 billion more in the coming fiscal year than was proposed the year before. Senate President Don Harmon said he's not accustomed to hearing good news in a budget speech.
3: The governor laid out a proposal that should lead to
2: another responsible balanced budget, building on our recent success and putting us further along on the path towards fiscal stability. Very encouraging news.
0: Harmon applauded the governor's plan to provide temporary tax relief in the upcoming budget.
2: The governor proposed a billion dollars in tax relief to hard-working Illinois families, so we're looking forward to working with him on the details of ensuring that, uh, that uh, tax relief uh, hits people in their pocketbooks.
0: Senate Minority Leader Dan McConkie said tax relief's good, but criticized the temporary relief as an election year gimmick. He said the proposed freeze in grocery taxes should be permanent and expanded to pharmaceuticals. He also said rather than a one-time rebate of $300, there needs to be meaningful property tax reform for property owners
3: and be able to go to referendum to lower their own property taxes when they believe that a local unit of government has really gotten out of control.
0: McConkie also said more needs to be done to reverse continued outbound migration. The governor appears to be hearing that, that
3: uh, you know people are having issues with the cost of living, but only is offering this short-term relief. What we need is substantial long-term tax relief that makes it affordable
0: for people to live here. The Senate canceled this week's session because of the weather. They return next week. A new report highlights how Illinois' decline in populations affecting the state and leading to more than $30 billion in lost economic activity. Andrew Hensel has that story.
4: The report was conducted by Orphy Devungi of the Illinois Policy Institute and looks into the state's population decline and how the state is being affected by it. Devungi explained that more people leave the state, the more jobs are left open.
2: You know, when you have fewer people
0: here and there's less uh, what we call labor supply, there's less people going out to
3: look for, work and filling the jobs that are out there.
4: DeVungi also brought up how expensive it is to live in Illinois. They went to places where the cost of living was better, places that were more affordable, places with lower taxes and a
3: lower cost of government.
0: He
4: said Illinois' slower economic growth can be attributed to eight straight years of population decline. I'm Andrew Hensel. With his re-election
0: campaign underway, the governor included funding for anti-crime measures in his proposed 2023 budget, a topic that's sure to be on the minds of voters. Kevin Bessler has that story.
2: Pritzker proposed allocating $240 million, largely from federal pandemic relief funds, toward community-based violence prevention. Republican State Senator Chapin Rose says the time to act is now.
1: All Governor Pritzker wants to do is throw money at something that may or may not work
2: years down the road. Republicans want to take violent criminals off the streets today. The budget proposal also includes an over $18 million increase to the Illinois state police budget. But Rose says the problem is the criminal justice legislation passed last year by the governor and Democrats.
1: You guys have failed and are continuing to fail to
2: act to make our state safe and to back the men and women in blue. The governor also proposed $20 million to fund a protection program for witnesses of gang crime as the end of cash bail is slated for January 1st, 2023. I'm Kevin Bessler.
0: Some are pushing back on the governor's proposed freeze to the annual gas tax increase. Among the proposals, Ms. Pritzker's plan to freeze the looming annual gas tax increase. In 2019, lawmakers approved doubling the state gas tax and increasing it every year linked to inflation.
2: Since then, countless roads and bridges across the state have been repaired and improved to the benefit of local communities and businesses and the federal infrastructure bill passed last year in congress has provided additional funding
0: josh sharp at the illinois fuel and retail association said the state's getting more than two billion dollars in motor fuel tax a year and while the state needs real tax relief sharp said pritzker's plan falls short of that you could simply reduce the, the sales tax right now which is five percent or you could also do something to stop all of the other tax pyramiding that goes on top of that. There are other ways, like limiting layers of taxes on top of the state sales and gas tax are proposed.
2: You have the city of Chicago sales tax, and you have the city of Chicago's uh, motor fuel tax, in addition to the same for Cook County. So that's almost six layers that are stacked on top of
0: what's already a very expensive Uh, gallon of fuel to begin with. The Transportation for Illinois Coalition said savings for motorists would amount to around a dollar per fill-up. Illinois Asphalt Pavement Association Executive Vice President Kevin Burke said providing relief from record inflation is good, but a $135 million statewide impact to the road fund could lead to the loss of some projects.
3: Is that anywhere from 20 to 30 resurfacing projects um, around the state?
0: If not changed by the legislature, the annual gas tax tied to inflation kicks in July 1st. Illinois has the second highest gas tax in the nation. The Illinois Senate's Education Committee advanced a bill that seeks to get retired teachers back into the classroom for longer periods of time amid a statewide teacher shortage. Andrew Hensel has that story.
4: The measure was filed by State Senator Napoleon Harris and would allow retired teachers to return to the classroom for 150 days or 750 paid hours. Harris explained his bill before the Education Committee.
1: Uh, retired teachers to return to the classroom for 150 days, which
4: is currently 120 days per school year. This goes into effect immediately and lasts till June 30th, 2023. Senator Sue Rezin commended Harris on his work to address a growing teacher shortage. Appreciate the bill because we hear from all teachers, teacher shortage
3: from principal super. This is a big issue, so I appreciate you working with IEA to get this figured out.
4: According to a survey by the Illinois Association of Regional Superintendents of Schools, 90% of Illinois schools are currently experiencing staffing shortages. I'm Andrew Hensel. And nearly 27% more people aged 18 to 49 in
0: Illinois have died in each of the past two years than each of the three years prior eclipsing COVID-19 related deaths for that age group by nearly 20,000 in total. For the age range, 18 to 49 data the Illinois Department of Public Health provided shows 29% more fatalities in 2021 and 24% more in 2020 when compared to the average for the three years prior. COVID-related deaths in the past two years total around 1,700 for that age group. The total number of deaths IDPH reported was more than 21,500 over two years among those 18 to 49. WirePoint's president Ted Dabrowski said that shows there are far greater risks to that age group than COVID 19.
4: So that would imply that there's a lot of uh, deaths of the despair, as they're calling them, uh, you know, uh, opioid deaths, uh, violence, et cetera as a result of COVID, because that's a, that's a very large increase.
0: For 2020, the leading cause of death IDPH lists for 18 to 44 are accidents, assaults, suicides, and heart disease. Causes of death for all of 2021 were not yet available. Dabrowski said other compiled data shows deaths among those who are vaccinated have increased and the share of vaccinated patients in hospitals is approaching 50-50. That puts the phrase pandemic of the unvaccinated to bed, he said.
4: Something like a vaccine, it should be, uh, you know done under the principle of informed consent people should know exactly what they're getting why they're getting it what the data is and in illinois you know, governor Pritzker is not helping us idph is not helping us they give us partial data
0: and those are the top stories from the past week from illinois find more online at the coming up for illinois in focus commentary from the center square publisher chris krug and executive editor dan mccaleb this is illinois in focus powered by the i'm greg bishop
2: Contrary to those folks who spend their time orbiting Illinois politics, just spelunking for misery, our state has a lot to be proud of. We're modernizing our roads and our bridges, our schools and our broadband. Thanks to Rebuild Illinois, we've repaired over 3,300 miles of roads and 320 bridges in just the last two and a half years. We now have the number one ranked infrastructure in the country.
1: Oh, and thank you for that uh, warm round of applause to uh, restart the Crosstalk segment of Illinois in Focus. I appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen. Please, just going to ask that you hold your applause until the end. This is Chris Krug, publisher of the Center Square, joined by my friend and colleague, Dan McCaleb, executive editor of the Center Square, headquartered right here in Chicago. This is Crosstalk. This is commentary. Dan. What's going on? That was Governor J.B. Pritzker.
3: Yeah, still, uh, still analyzing his um, campaign speech. I mean, his budget address from um, from yesterday. Recording this on Thursday, February third. Governor Pritzker gave his cam- I mean, campaign. I mean, um, budget address on Wednesday, February second. And there's yeah. a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah, on Groundhog's Day, uh, and and it's like what the same day over and over and over <laughs> again. Except it's not. Because we are no longer going to be orbiting or spelunking, and we're no longer going to be miserable.
3: You got that? Spelunking was a was 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 a, was a key word um, there. I wonder um, which of his uh, speechwriters uh, decided ch- decided on spelunking.
1: I don't know, man. Uh, and 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 during the spelunking, did they find stalactites? or stalagmites, uh, they're di- you know, they're different.
3: I'm gonna have to go to Merriam-Webster's to, to look up the difference there.
1: Yep, Merriam-Webster, still pretty hot after all these years. <laughs> um, the Pritzker budget address and state of the state, of course, um, coming from the governor, the state of the state is strong. Um, what a difference a year makes. Uh, I, last year, you know, during uh, this process, um you know the state was falling apart I mean not only were we mired in covid which didn't get a lot of uh attention during this this speech and we are really not talking about covid uh yesterday we talked a lot about covid last year last year at this time of course Governor JB pritzker was hot and heavy on um uh, getting a progressive tax uh passed and had to do it we had to do it or there'd be cataclysmic you know, outcomes for that. And somehow I listened to the entire uh, presentation yesterday and somehow now we have a budget surplus and we've paid all our bills and we're like really great. And we're not junk bond status level state anymore.
3: And well, you know, it, it, good, it, right? it also has nothing to do with the tens of billions of dollars Um, that the federal government sent the state in the form of various COVID relief uh, packages. Um, He made clear uh, during his budget address yesterday that um, the state would have a budget surplus without the tens of billions of dollars that the federal government sent us, (laughs) even though the year before, Illinois needed uh, a federal bailout.
1: Yeah, we don't need your money. We we don't need your federal money. We're good. We're good on our own. That I, I heard that, right? I'm not imagining that. No, he did say that. Yes, he didn't say that per se, but he he. I guess he did. I inf- did he
3: imply that, or did I just infer that? No, he he, he made it clear, um, and he said it with a straight face um, that Illinois would have a budget surplus and would be in tremendous financial shape even without. The federal government's money. How, how, how did we do it? <laughs> we actually did it uh, with the federal government's money. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I knew that uh, that there was a simple answer for this and, and because I've scratched my head raw over the last 24 hours just trying to figure out how that happened. Because I was also told during the governor's budget, slash campaign slash state of the state uh fandango that um there was no accounting tricks <laughs> used in the making of this year's budget
3: well there have there never has been and, and under his
1: watch there never has been. right <laughs> never has been even though we haven't had a balanced budget in how long i mean we said we had one last year we said we had one the year before we said we had one the year before that. And in, in fairness, I mean, you know, going back into the round into the rounder, you know, era, I mean, he said that he had balanced budgets, too. Um, but, you know, things that like didn't happen, like the sale of the Thompson Center, which Governor Pritzker talked about the sale of the Thompson Center, which is total giveaway. Somehow that that be, that becomes like an economic engine now. So this building that nobody wanted for 20 some years. I was going to say, I
3: thought we, I thought we've sold that
1: thing like eight different times. Well, we, apparently we've sold it for real this time. Like, you know, like for, you know, like, um, I don't know, maybe they got the property brothers involved or something. And, uh, and they just, you know, maybe dressed it up a little bit, and you know, put a kind of a new look to it and off we go. The thing is sold. Now the thing is going to be, Dan, get this. It's going to be a revenue generator, <laughs> That thing is going to be an engine.
3: It's a little engine that could. Well, hopefully so, because the governor is proposing a $45.5 billion budget, which is $4 billion more than last
1: year. I wanted to ask you about that. So we have fewer people that live in the state. Not just a few fewer. More than a few fewer. (laughs) And we're going to need more money to run the state that has fewer people in it.
3: Yeah. And, 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 you know, we joked about it, but you can't ignore, you can't ignore the more than a hundred billion dollars in total that the federal government poured in Illinois, both governments, state government, local governments, but also in Illinois' economy, in the forms of the um, uh, the checks that every taxpayer got, the increased unemployment benefits. Yes, yeah, state revenue is up um, uh, right now, but those federal dollars aren't coming coming in anymore. When when you got how many stimulus checks did Americans uh, uh, receive during COVID nineteen? That money was spent. Sales tax money uh, uh, was collected on, on that money. So sales tax uh, uh, revenue is up. Um, the federal government for what uh, a year and a half supplemented unemployment uh, insurance benefits for uh, people who were forced out of their jobs because Governor Pritzker decided to shut down the state's uh, economy. So that money, that's new money uh, that, that came into the state. And that doesn't even Uh, include the tens of billions of dollars that state government got directly from the federal uh, government during this time. That was money that the federal government poured into the private sector to keep the economy at least, you know, running somewhat. Burbling. Uh, Yeah. So, So for him, I mean, let's face it, for him to say that Illinois would have a balanced budget without and would be in good financial shape without these tens of billions of dollars in federal money. It's just, an, it's not true. It's just a, a blatantly false statement.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, the, the you know, the, there's um, kind of like one party reign here in Illinois. I mean, we got Democrats like sort of all over the place, you know, um, running this, running that. They run this, they, you know, they run the cities, they run the state, and you know, they run the, I mean, virtually every office in the state of Illinois is run by Democrats. Uh, the GOP, um, they uh, they uh, stood on their soapbox yesterday and, and, and said,
3: uh, what? Well, the GOP was was highly critical of it, as you can expect that they would be. Uh, among the things in in, in Governor Pritzker's $44.5 billion budget proposal was um, uh, uh, about a billion dollars in, in tax relief. Okay. He wants he wants to suspend this year's gas tax increase. Okay. Two years ago, he and the Democrat-controlled legislature doubled the state's gasoline tax and then also added on uh, an annual increase tied to inflation. Well, in case you didn't hear here, we had record inflation um, in, in 2021. Um, uh, so that gas, so that annual increase was going to be more significant than it has in previous years. So suspending that after you just doubled it more than doubled it because of these annual increases, you know, um, and, and, the fact that the price of gasoline, depending on where you live in the state, um, is at ten-year highs right now. Yeah, I, I I don't know what kind of an impact that's going to have on everyday households. In fact, I do know what kind of an impact it is. It's not gonna, it's not going to be
1: much of anything. It's also it's kind of it's kind of disingenuous. I mean, because you you know you ja- you jack the tax number up and then you and then you ta- and then you take it down, and that's like somehow it's like a that's like a deal.
3: Well you, you're not he's not even taking it down. He's just not adding, he, adding he wants, further to it. Yeah. He he wants to, for one year, he wants to suspend the annual um, increase that's tied um, to inflation. He wants to, we've been talking about property taxes, second highest in the nation. Most studies find to New Jersey. Um, uh, he, he wants to offer a couple of hundred bucks uh, to to some property owners in pr- in the way of property tax relief, but you know when you're paying ten thousand dollars annually, um, a couple hundred bucks not going to go very far. You've I thought
1: been- that, I thought that was a peculiar part of the uh, of his speech yesterday, also, where he kind of like turned it around on the local taxing bodies and said, "Hey, you guys, have to get your house in order." you know on local property taxes that, that that's that's a problem and 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 that, the, and that the, at the local level that they need to address it i don't disagree with that i mean i don't disagree with that at all but it's kind of an odd statement to make in the state of the state when there are so many larger uh you know state related tax issues that are driving Illinoisans out. The local property tax is part of it, but I mean, it's, you know, it's 70 some percent in most, in most of the areas, you know, around the state, 70% of your property tax bill is, is schools. And the biggest issue within that amount of money is the percentage of what you're paying on the pension side right of, of that you know of, of that ongoing obligation well, Is it uh, not? You, know, you and
3: of course you know he, he mentioned that they're gonna make a record payment this year to the state's five public pension systems um, um, but he didn't mention that those five public pension systems are hundred and forty billion dollars in debt it, 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 right that's by the state's own numbers you, you have some actuaries and some others who look at it and say it's significantly higher uh, uh, than 140 billion dollars but even at hundred forty billion dollars that would that's the highest um, pension debt in the country um, he didn't mention that pension debt he didn't uh, mention uh, the state's debt for uh, uh, public employee uh, health care costs that's uh, uh, more than 50 billion dollars Um of course, he didn't mention that you know while the state is flush in cash right now and we're doing well under my leadership, you uh, know he didn't mention that a year and a half ago he was spending millions of his own fortune. To promote a constitutional amendment to a- allow for a tax, a-, a progressive income tax that would uh, raise income taxes on middle class and uh, uh, upper class uh, wage earners, um, that he was desperate. We needed to pass that because that the state's fi- the state's finances are gonna uh, are in horrible condition, and the state's gonna fall apart if we don't make uh, higher wage earners pay more, pay more, pay more. And he, during an election year, so I think your initial question was what was Republicans' reaction? I got off a little, a little off uh, target there. Republicans' reaction is this is just an election year gimmick. Mm. It's a it, it's a one-time thing. He's facing re-election in November. There are a number of Republicans uh, seeking the GOP nomination uh, in the June uh, primary. It is what it is. He wouldn't have made, he wouldn't have like, Proclaimed, I'm giving taxpayers a break last year, or two years ago, or three years ago. He wanted to. He raised our taxes, and he wanted to raise our taxes more. Now, during an election year, when he's flush with tens of billions of dollars in federal money,
4: mm-hmm. oh,
3: he's going to make this this token gesture. Um, uh, and Republicans say it's it's uh, it, one of the Republican candidates called it out now bribery. Which is, uh, which, that's tough talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the Republican response was was harsh as expected, um, as as it is um, every year. But they they certainly make valid valid points um, uh, in the rebuttal to to, to Governor Pritzker's uh, budget proposal.
1: I think you know from the coverage from the Center Square yesterday, like one of my favorite passages um, in in print you know, of course, you know, on the Illinois Radio Network, I mean, you get, to, you get to hear what people say, and then, of course, you know, the Center Square Newswire Service, separate entity, you know, you get to read, um, spend more time with it. This is from a story that Greg Bishop filed yesterday from um, uh, Senate President Don Harmon, uh, who's uh, a Democrat from um, Oak Park. He said, the story reads, Senate President Don Harmon said he's not accustomed to hearing good news in a budget speech. Quote, the governor laid out a proposal that should lead to another responsible balanced budget, building on our recent success and putting us further along toward a path of fiscal stability. Very
3: encouraging news. (laughs) And remember, Senator Senator President Don Harmon sent a a letter to the federal government uh, less than two years ago, begging for $42 billion in federal aid. And guess what? The federal government, you know, even though there was a lot of backlash to that letter from Senate President Don Harmon, well, guess what? The federal government in, in, a, in a series of measures sent $42-plus in aid um, to Illinois, and that's the only reason um, uh, Pritzker can say uh, uh, what he's saying now. And guess what? That money's not coming anymore.
1: Very encouraging news very encouraging. I like to be, you know I like to be the bearer of very encouraging news.
4: <laughs>
1: so you're welcome. Thank you. Moving along. Meanwhile, back in reality, Center Square had a story this week. Illinois economy shrinks by $31.4 billion amid continued population decline. $31.4 billion. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Even it, even among guys like us. I mean, $31.4 billion. I mean, we would quibble over that, wouldn't we? <laughs>
3: that's, that's, a, that's a little bit of money. Uh, but this, this is from a study from the Illinois policy Institute um, where they tracked uh, Illinois out migration uh, according to the U S census. Illinois has lost population for eight consecutive years, meaning when you count births and you count deaths and you count people moving into Illinois and you count people moving out of Illinois Mm -hmm. for eight consecutive years, Mm
2: -hmm. Illinois'
3: population has declined. Last year, it declined by more than 110,000 people. Yeah, It's been in the... Tens of thousands range year in and year out for eight years. And that's just not sustainable because as this report highlights, this report from Illinois Policy Institute, you're taking people who, who make money, who earn money, who are productive uh, in the workforce and who spend money. You're taking all the, those hundreds of thousands of people um, who have left Illinois um take their wallets with them, of course, and mm-hmm. take take the money they pay to local governments and state governments in the form of taxes. They take that with them, too. Um, and uh, Illinois Policy Institute put a, put a number to it. And it's more than $30 billion because of people fleeing the state. And one of the main reasons, there's a lot of reasons people are fleeing the state. Um, but the, uh, among the highest reasons is it's it's out of control taxing. You reference property taxes. We've had income tax increases over the past 10 years. Governor Pritzker wanted to uh, increase them even more through his progressive tax push. We've had the doubling of the state's gasoline tax. We've had uh, um, license plate registration fees um, go up by 50 uh, percent just a couple of years under Governor Pritzker's um, leadership. Um, That's driving people out of the state. Yeah, but uh,
1: you, you have to admit the license plates are 50% better than they were before. I mean, they're just, no,
3: they're yeah. not. You know, I've got two college-age kids, so we're still supporting my kids while they're in college. Um, they both have cars. So my family, ha- we probably don't need four cars, but we have four cars. So every year. Do you have a
1: gas stove, too? <laughs> are, are, you the, are you the person that's responsible for destroying the, 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 the environment? Yeah. Okay, finally it comes out.
3: But my point is that fifty percent increase times four really hits us. Yeah, I mean that's expensive. It's no, it's real. I,
1: yeah, I, trust me. I, I mean, I've, I've I've got the second largest car lot in McHenry County behind <laughs> you. I mean, I I feel your I feel your pain. Uh, and it doesn't matter what county you live in. If you live in Illinois, you know we're all Illinoisans when it comes right down to it. Um, yeah, that report's uh, interesting, like the, the relationship between population decline and, and um, um, you know, basically lost dollars in the economy uh, by uh, um, Orfe Devangi, PhD, really smart young guy. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 always you know, when I have a chance to, to, to talk to Orfei, which is not as often as I'd like. You know, and just asking questions about, you know, how this, that and the other works. I mean, I always learn something. I, that guy should have a podcast.
3: Yeah, he's good. He's good. And one thing uh, one thing I just want to mention, that eight consecutive years of population decline in Illinois. Yeah. is second most in the nation behind only um, West Virginia, which has lost population for nine consecutive years. So once again, Illinois is leading the nation. One big
1: difference between us and and West Virginia. And it's actually, it's kind of a disappointment. You know, when West Virginia Governor Jim Justice wanted to make a point uh, about what he thought of criticism of what was going on in West Virginia, that he held up his dog and turned the dog around so you could see the back end of the dog. Very specifically, the back end of the dog. And during our state of the state, Governor Pritzker did not bring any dogs to the thing, and there was no back end of the dog during our uh state of the budget campaign Palooza.
3: Well, thank God that was the only thing wrong with his speech <laughs> well, there's that um so um I'm moving along
1: um it's funny we're talking about things that in Springfield, right? Like we've spent the last however many minutes, you know, of the of the Illinois Focus, the Crosstalk segment, talking about um, things that go on in Springfield. The reality of it is there's been like nothing going on in Springfield because of, well, I mean, of course, because of COVID. Because COVID's COVID, man. Is that our
3: first reference to COVID in the podcast? Oh, my God. Yeah, we, oh, we go however many and, minutes? And, uh,
1: and, and you know what? And, and for those of you who are listening on Spotify, the warning <laughs> label's on there now. And I'm sorry that I said the C word, okay? I apologize.
3: Watch out for the misinformation.
1: Yeah, here comes some misinformation, right? Um, but, you know, I mean, COVID, you know, and then, and then it was like, uh, you know, it was a little cold. You know, it's chilly. Can't make it down. The roads are icy. And they've had some weird weather, you know. Midstate, I feel for the people in the midstate. They're like, "What's this all about?" You know, we got this ice, snow. Now, now they got a ton of snow. We got more snow coming. So, like, we have canceled more <laughs> legislative days than we've had in the state of Illinois.
3: I right, think, and, I, I, and not to <laughs> not to make fun of or lighten the the weather situation. They did get hit. Uh, with a significant snowstorm um, this week. But it it just it, it reemphasizes they c- c- canceled all these session days in January when the weather, yeah, it was a little cold, um, but it was fine. There was no storms. But they, they used COVID as an excuse to essentially cancel January uh, at the Capitol building. January just didn't count. And so now they're supposed to get back to work this week. Of course, the governor Pritzker's budget address uh, was was this week, and they were supposed he was supposed to deliver it in front of lawmakers. But lawmakers weren't there uh, because of the weather; um, didn't want to travel there. But that just it ch- shines a, a big light on on what they did in January when they canceled session days when they shouldn't have. And so n- now we're in the middle of February. They're, they're not going uh, they're not not going to be in Springfield this week. Supposed to be back next week, but this has been a week to week thing since the start of the year. They were supposed to be back last week, but they canceled on Friday. They were supposed to be back this week, but they canceled on Monday. So who knows when they're coming back to work? And it, of course, you know when when the state is so is is in such great financial, um, in such a great financial situation, maybe the lawmakers just don't have to work at all.
1: Uh, maybe that's the case. I mean, um, I just want to make this suggestion, and I know this is this is going to come off as crazy. Okay. So I'm fully know this, but they got this new thing that's called zoom and all the kids are doing it. Literally. We made all the kids in the country do it last year and it clearly it worked. I mean, the kids are smarter. Uh, they're, you know, just there's no more stuff. Uh, they communicated with each other with this zoom thing. They just zoomed it all over the place, and our legislature could probably Zoom a couple of things, and we could be just as, as a state then, Dan, stay with the theme. We could just be Zooming along.
3: I think there's still plenty of schools, unfortunately, that are still Zooming along, as you say. Um, to be fair, they've the legislature have had some committee meetings um, via Zoom, um, but that's what they are. The full Senate uh, hasn't met. The full House hasn't met. Mm. Um, uh, so, so they are getting a little bit of business done in the form of committee hearings. Um, but the, the fact that they're not in Springfield conducting the state's business, taxpayers' business for what going on five weeks now, um, it should be infuriating to, t- to taxpayers. Well, I mean, I think you're being kind there. You know, it's it's five
1: weeks of this session. I'm the, yes. And we didn't do a whole lot last year. and no, we didn't do a whole lot the year before last. I mean, it's the, you know, the, I mean, one thing about Governor Pritzker's speech, like, you know, I mean, credit where credit's due, right? I mean, he does have the ability to talk about what's going on in the state of Illinois at a level that no one else does because he's independently operated the thing for like 3 years now. Yeah. Without the legislator l- legislature being all that involved. So I mean he is the kind of the subject matter expert here cuz everything he's talking about is largely, you know, he's done it independently. Fascinating <laughs> leadership,
3: right? I, I want to bring the C word Um, back for just a moment. COVID. uh, uh, Yesterday's budget address was a combined state of the state slash budget address that governors used to give separate state of the state addresses and separate budget addresses. Governor Pritzker combined them yesterday. So as as part of the state of the state portion of that uh, uh, speech, um, uh, Illinois is still one of just a small number of states that have a statewide mask mandate, right? We're masking our kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In school, if you go to a restaurant, if you go to a grocery store, wherever, uh, if you're indoors, you're, you're required, according to Governor Pritzker, to wear a mask. Now I see plenty of people who, who don't wear masks or aren't following that directive order. Right. But now that now that um, we know that the dominant uh, Omicron variant um, is not nearly as severe as past variants, now that we we know that it's waning. um um, uh, that case numbers are down, hospitalizations are down, etc. cetera. Um, I would have expected to hear Governor Pritzker during the state of the state portion of his address to tell us when he's going to lift the mask and other mandates. Um, Cause we're down but, to like
1: one of six, right? I mean, are we, are we, are we like one of six States in the country?
3: I think that's right. Yes.
1: So, and, and this is purely anecdotal, right? I think I shared this on the, on, um, on crosstalk a uh, couple of, Probably a month ago, um, a really terrific lady that's a pharmacist, um, at the grocery store. At the you know, we're we live here in you know suburban Chicago, so I have options, right? But it's the jewel, the jewels is where I go, right? And so you know, I talked to her uh, um, about like you know, hey, how's it going? You know, you know, because I was going to get boosterized, right? And she's like, "Oh my gosh!" She goes, "People are bananas. They're walking up. They're yelling at me. You know, they can't wait to get vaccinated, and or or you know, they 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 they're angry that they can't just walk in and get it. You know, because they're kind of being told that, that that's possible." And um and I said, "I you know I feel really sorry for you. You know, meanwhile, staff shortages like she's running the whole thing herself, right? I mean, it's like there's not three people behind the counter. It's just her, and uh and it's a busy it's a busy jewel. I mean, it's they do." I don't know how many hundreds, thousands of people walk through there in the course of a day, but a lot. So this past weekend, I went back in like I usually do, you know, trying to fill my shopping cart and get the heck out of there. I stopped by and asked her how it was going. I said, hey, how how you been and how are things going? And she's like, I don't hear from anybody anymore. I don't have anybody coming in to get vaccinated anymore. They declared that. I mean, it's as if they declare my words, not hers as if they've declared that this is over. And um so and
3: that's in the span
1: of I would of of 30 days.
2: Hmm.
3: That's that, that that's interesting. Um anecdote. Uh, I mean but it's just this is a real person with a real job who would have a real pulse
1: on you know what's going on at the street level, you know, and we can talk to people like that. And there's value in talking to people like that. Right. I mean because she would know.
3: And, you know, what? this is Illinois in focus, but uh, COVID has been everywhere for two years, right? But almost all European uh, countries have lifted um, any restrictions related to COVID-19. Most U.S. states have lifted their restrictions. Illinois is is in the extreme minority um, right now, not just in the U.S., but across the world in its uh, COVID-19 policies. Yeah. Well,
1: I don't know, man. I listened to what the governor said. It sounds like things are pretty good here. So I don't know <laughs> what the heck you're talking about. You better stop your orbit and orbiting and spelunking for misery. You're a you're a, you're a, miserable, a spelunker. You're a miserable orbiting spelunker. That should be the name of your fantasy football team next year. I'll give that some thought. <laughs> Damn, we're out of time. I could tell. I could. I could read the room. We're out of time. <laughs> um, a, any any final thoughts?
3: Uh, uh, who you got in the Super Bowl? There, you uh, you, you you pulling for anyone? Uh, Bengals, Rams. Yeah, you
1: know, I like that quarterback at Cincinnati. I think that Joe Burrow kid. First of all, anybody that wants to light up a cigar after they after they win a football game, I I, I like that. I think that's pretty cool. Um, the. the L.A. Rams, you know Matt Stafford. Not to make this all about quarterbacks, right? But I mean, you know, I mean Matt Stafford's a guy that just, I mean, just got absolutely brutalized playing in playing in Detroit. <laughs> I mean, brutalized. Yeah. And it's, it'd be kind of cool to see, you know, to see him and be, you know, be part of a winning team. Um, L.A. really did a nice job of of adding players over the course of the season. I mean, you pick up, you know. OBJ, uh, OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. And and, and 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 Von Miller, Von Miller. I mean, yeah, I mean, for free, basically for get these guys for n- basically nothing, right? Um, I'm hopeful, and we got a whole week to talk about this. so We can talk about predictions next week. Um, I'm hopeful that we have a, an interesting game because you know last year we didn't, you know, oh, that, was, it was awful. that was pretty miserable, um, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm interested. I'm I'm back in interested in in, in the NFL. They seem to have toned down the um uh the the politics. Um uh, they've stopped, you know, I mean, it, it's 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 there, but it's just not as in your face as it was a couple of years ago when they're really agitating people with you know the messaging. Um the 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 game fixing stuff is interesting. Yeah. I mean, the, the, or the, games. Alleg, the allegations, a uh, former Dolphins coach, Brian Flores saying that he was being paid to, to lose games. Um, and, uh, and, and then, you know, you and I were talking earlier, former um, Browns coach, you know, Hugh Jackson said the, the same thing. Um, uh, although the, you said that he backed it off. Um, but I, I, you know, I mean, look, I, I, I love the game of football. It's, It's it's owned and operated by the National Football League, so I try to look past the corporate ownership of the game. Same with baseball, which we might not even have a baseball season. I mean, it's like that is seems to be nowhere that kind of labor
3: strife. Yeah,
1: yeah, but you know, I mean, so I'm gonna I'm gonna watch, and I'm gonna watch for you know entertainment purposes only. No no wagering.
3: Pretty much how I feel about it. Nice to have a, a couple of teams that haven't been in it in a while. I think it's going on thirty years for the for the for the Bengals. We'll just one interesting um, tidbit for you, how many? What Super Bowl number are we on? I, these Roman numerals throw 56. me off. Fifty six. We went fifty four years uh, of Super Bowls without a home team uh, playing in their own stadium in the Super Bowl, and now we've got two consecutive years with Tampa hosting the Super Bowl last year and yeah. Tampa Tom. Yep. Leading the uh, the Buccaneers to Super Bowl championship, and now and Los Angeles is hosting it this year in the Rams' It's
1: it's such great news for you that you know, I mean, that that Cleveland is the home site of Super Bowl Fifty Seven. That's uh, not that's uh, not, that's, uh, that's I not true. Say, <laughs> no <way> that's true. <laughs> they never have a Super Bowl in Cleveland. <laughs> Oh, my goodness.
3: <laughs> that would be like the U.S. men's national soccer team playing in St. Paul, Minnesota in the, in February. Yeah. Oh, wait, that happened. Yeah, yeah, they do that on purpose. Um,
1: yeah. All right, I'm letting you off the hook. For Dan McCaleb, it has been Chris Krug. You've been listening to the Illinois in Focus podcast. This was the Crosstalk segment powered by the Center Square. Now over to the ubiquitous, talented, handsome Greg Bishop for a look at what the center square will be working on next week
0: next week the team from the center square will be digging out of the snow just in time to bring you the latest on the return of the illinois senate and the house returning the following week we'll also continue to monitor the fallout from pending covid19 litigation and more this has been illinois in focus for more illinois stories and commentary online visit the center for the center square illinois i'm greg bishop